Welcome to the Turnpike Brothers podcast. That's how it all became the yeah. this Turnpike unitedness. So I'm North Jersey, you're South Jersey. The deep South. I relate to you guys. Deal with the struggles up there, you know. And the Turnpike Brothers are live again. Episode six. This time without technical difficulty. That's right. No more jerry-rigging. We figured it out. Well, actually, it wasn't really us. <laughs> but that's for another story. I like to think I had some part in the code and figuring it out. So, you know. You did. You did. You had a direct line to uh, Spotify for Podcasters CEO. Yeah. Or, or Mr. whatever. It is. Mr. Spotify to you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So th- thanks to Dan for figuring it out. Yeah. And you don't have to listen to Dan on a CB radio this week. <laughs> uh, which was some of the comments we got. Because... Over. Over. 10-4. Uh, 10-4. Uh, check. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is Big Wheel. Big Wheel to, to uh, Little 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 Wheel. Little... <laughs> big Wheel to Little Wheel. 10-4. Got... Uh, so we watched two movies that we gave each other. We mentioned it all the way back, all the way back in episode four, if everybody can remember that far back. I, it's, six it's hours. Yeah, yeah. Six hours of podcast between there, if not more. <laughs> Probably somewhere along the lines of the six hours. So we gave each other these movies. Uh, we both have a lot to say about them, so we're going to get right into them. No dilly-dallying. No messing around. No messing around. No little wheels, big wheels, none of that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No CB radio fun. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're not, we're, this is not Joyride with uh, Steve Zahn and uh, Paul Walker. Rest Paul Walker. Yeah. 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 So I gave you Spectre, which is the fourth Daniel Craig James Bond, which I've been bugging you for, forever to watch. <laughs> Bond. James Bond. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's how I should have introduced us. I should have, we should have introduced it like that, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, you gave me Brawl in Cell Block 99. There we go. Uh, two good movies, because I've obviously seen Spectre, and now I've seen Brawl in Cell Block 99. I can say two good movies. So we'll start with, cell, we'll start with Brawl in Cell Block 99. Okay. Directed by S. Craig Zoller. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of filmography. Uh, he's got a couple more writing credits than he does directing. So this was his... His second, second film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Second, second directed film. Third written film. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first directed was bone tomahawk which i still have to watch i know you told me about that one so i still gotta check that one out yeah that one's that one's really good too so maybe maybe it'll be one for me to select for you because i i do like this guy's stuff a lot i know i've been looking for it like i have it on my roku like you can put you can save movies and it tells you like what it shows up on like what apps and it's not like on anything like it's not like to be your roku like like i found this one i think it is on Tubi actually is it i think it is yeah Yeah. i'll look into it 
Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take I'll take a look again. Yeah, yeah. Because if it if it is, I'll definitely check it out, or I'll just wait until you give it to me. Yeah. I'll <laughs> <give>. <laughs> uh, but so Tom Hawk was his first one, which is like a western. I'm not going to yeah. talk too much about it because I don't know anything about it. I haven't seen it, but <laughs> I know it's a western with Kurt Russell, so I'm sold right there. Yeah. Uh, awesome. His third one and final one, which was back in 2018, so he's been very quiet in the last four years five years uh maybe the pandemic hasn't been kind to him i don't know yeah i don't know but either. dragged across co- concrete was his last movie have you seen that one yeah it's a great one out, <laughs> out of the three it's it's my least favorite it's still very good uh you got mel gibson in that one though and uh, uh vince vaughn awesome. again so hmm. uh yeah and uh there is another reoccurring character as well, which I'll we'll talk about him in in this one too. Interesting. Oh, so they connect. Okay, they don't really connect, but it's an actor he likes to use in his movies, which I've noticed. Oh, I see. Okay, uh-huh. interesting. I think I think I know who it is. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is the lowest rate on IMDb. The Dragged Across Concrete. So that makes sense that it's kind of like your least favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he wrote. He's written five movies. Uh, so Asylum Blackout, which I don't know what that is. 2011, he wrote it. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. Uh, we could we could we could find out a little bit about it. But then he wrote Phone Tomahawk and directed it. Wrote Brawl and Cell Black 99, directed it. Wrote Dragged Across Concrete, directed it. One movie he didn't direct, but he did write in 2018 is Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich. <laughs> uh, yes, that's right. It's connected to the Puppet Master series. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know they were making new Puppet Masters, but uh, hey, like where's the newer? There's like a hundred of those movies. <laughs> there is. I want to get into that a little bit, just because it's Puppet Master and it's hilarious. Yeah. But uh, his first movie he wrote, which is this Black Asylum. Uh, there's not really any big stars or any. Uh, actually, the the guy who played the Night King from Lord of the Rings. He, uh, at when he was like human form, when they show him like flashback and he's human, and then he's actually in the, the Barbarian movie too, which I keep mentioning this movie, but it just happens <laughs> to be this this actor. He's the only guy I recognize in this movie. Uh, so probably you, pretty small movie. I think you subliminally like this uh, Barbarian movie. You keep on talking about. Uh, it. I know, I know. It's it, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, but then you have the Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich, which was the last thing he wrote. Or one of the last things he wrote. Uh, all hell breaks loose when a strange force animates the puppets up for auction at a convention, setting them on a bloody killing spree that's motivated by an evil as old as time. I mean, that, that sounds pretty awesome. It's like Nazis, uh, probably. And the main actor is Thomas Lennon, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> which you might, know, you might know him from, most people might know him from Reno 911. He's the guy that yeah. wears the really short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michael Pare, that's pretty awesome. Uh, if you don't know Michael Pare, uh, he played uh, Eddie and the Cruisers uh, movies back from like the 80s, where it's supposed to be uh, 60s, like they're like a 60s band, Eddie and the Cruisers, and they like disappeared hmm. and nobody knew what, ha- nobody knew what happened to them. But they did music for the a movie and it sounds like Bruce Springsteen music <laughs> because it's an 80s movie. <laughs> never heard of that one actually. That's oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, they made two of them. Yeah, he like disappears Eddie 
and like nobody knows what happened to him. They think he like died, kind of like Jabarison or some of those other sixties people. But turns out he like disappears. It's been a long time since I saw it. But he like comes back, uh, and they like re- they find him again. But like all the music, even though it's like supposed to be like the sixties as well, it's like all sounds like Bruce Springsteen, even though he like <laughs> wasn't around oh. yet. But like oh. uh, if you know the so if you know the song on the dark side, mm-hmm. um, that's from that movie. Um, okay, you, you know the song. Uh, I played it for Melissa, and she she literally thought it was a Bruce Springsteen song her entire life. I was like, <laughs> no, that's from Eddie and the Cruisers. Anyway, awesome. yeah, getting on a tangent. Maybe I'll have you watch. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll have you watch Eddie and the Cruisers. That's not gonna be there it. There you go. I've never even heard of it, so that's wow. Cool. Yeah, it was a big movie stopped. in the eighties. I know. So those are the only two people really. in. actually, he's got a guy. <laughs> there is. Guy from Brawl and Cell Block '99 in this Puppet Masters movie as well. Oh, there we go. I, think I, I wonder if it's the it same is. guy. Yeah, it's probably the same guy you're talking about. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So this movie's kind of interesting. I uh, will probably never watch it. But it's got a 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, <laughs> so it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Well, when we do a Puppet Master marathon, we'll have to include it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's probably like number five thousand Puppet Masters. <laughs> yeah. So well, that was the last thing he did. He did that, wrote, wrote that, and directed uh, Dragged Across Concrete. And then he's been kind of silent for the last five years. So um, I know you like his movies, all his movies he directed. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he comes back. We'll see. Yeah, he's a new favorite of mine. So I hope he I hope he does. I, I, I heard the rumor he's working on something. Um, I forgot the name of it. I don't know too much about it. Uh, but hopefully that's true and he is working on it. But we'll have to see. Wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Brawl and Cellback 99, I didn't know what to expect after the first suggestion, Mandy. Uh, but I do have to say it is a little more down-to-earth and grounded in reality, I guess. <laughs> a, little, a little easier to explain, this one. It is, it is. Uh, again, we do this without spoilers, so, I, so we're going to do this without spoilers. I'm assuming you're going to talk about Spectre without spoilers as well, right? Yeah, as uh, much as I can, definitely. Right, exactly. As much as we can. I mean, you, can, you have to explain the story, and unfortunately, some things get out. But yeah. We want people to be able to watch these if they want to. Uh, so, it's a Vince Vaughn is the main character, as Dan mentioned earlier. And in the last episode, we talked about the movies. Mm. Uh, not a comedy, which is obviously <laughs> rare for him, right? He only has a few serious roles out there. Yeah, not many. That I, that I know of, at least. Um, obviously, I didn't know about this until you told me, so. I don't know enti- uh, Vince Vaughn's entire filmography, I guess. But uh, <laughs> should have studied up on it. Come on, I, I know, I know. But he <laughs> plays a much different role than what most people are used to seeing him. Um, the only other serious role I knew of was uh, the remake of um, Psycho, Psycho, right? He was this like Psycho, yeah. Yep, Norman Bates. It was like a TV movie, and he wasn't really like a big actor at that time. He was still kind of up and coming. Yeah, obviously. About his fame and comedies, which I love, a lot of his comedies uh, from Dodgeball and Wedding Crashers and stuff. I think he did it uh, all right, Norman Bates. To be honest, I I'm not a big fan of the movie. Uh, I think it was kind of pointless because it's a shot for shot remake. Yeah, but uh, I to be honest, I think he did all right, and that's probably a very unpopular opinion. But uh, I yeah, Vince, I think Vince Vaughn did okay. I mean, he's nowhere near as good as uh, the original, but. Anthony Perkins, yeah, yeah, Anthony Perkins, yeah, he's 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 pretty good though. I I I wouldn't completely bash it. 
I know a lot of people would, but odd choice because like the Shining remake, at least it tried to follow the book more than the, the Kubrick version. I mean, to do a straight shot for shot for Psycho, and yeah, nobody's going to be Anthony Perkins or match up to the originals. Yeah, odd choice, odd choice. Yeah, unlike the the TV show Bates Motel, where they actually do like a they kind of do a reintelling of it, uh, modernize it a little bit, and they change up a lot of stuff. But I, I think they did they they did an awesome job. I really love that show. Uh, so they should have done something like that with this Vince Vaughn one. Maybe people would have been pissed if they changed it too much. But to be honest, I'd rather have that than a shot for shot. Like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. No, I totally agree. Yeah, they could have been way ahead of their time with that instead of waiting for the show to happen. Mm-hmm. But so this is a very dark, uh. Totally, pretty much totally serious. He does a little bit of his Vince Vaughning uh, with the one-liners and a couple of, like quick, quick-witted quips and uh, yes. joking around and stuff. But he does it very serious mm-hmm. and almost in like an intimidating manner. Yeah, he's um, he's a tough, scary dude in this one. He is, and, From his and you know, and, and everything. Yeah, and, and I think people, a lot of people, don't forget or you know, you don't realize uh, how big of a guy he is I and mean, he is like i think he's like six foot four six foot five so he's really tall mm-hmm. um which was you know you could it was just perfect because he for this part because it you know he comes across as really intimidating yeah he does um totally shaved head so he's totally bald mm-hmm. well, the old cue ball on yeah. top but he's got this really cool uh cross tattoo that's right on the, all the back of his head goes from like the top of his the tip of his back of his head down to like the tip of his neck this giant cross Tattoo. So this right from the beginning, you know this guy's nobody to play with, right? He's obviously yeah. a badass. So obviously life's been tough. Uh, they kind of allude to a little bit that he maybe we don't know if he was a professional boxer. Uh, I mean the the description of the movie just says former boxer turned drug runner which we'll get to yeah they don't um, really in the movie tell you too much. they tell you that he's a he's a boxer of some kind but yeah it, it doesn't really hint too much at that I'm, I'm guessing it was something he probably did when he was younger right and i read the description and i'm like oh okay former boxer and then like the movie's going and i'm like they're not mentioning anything about him boxing <laughs> yeah because sometimes these descriptions just make stuff up and they're wrong <laughs> yeah uh but they kind of do then tell you later and then he starts eventually fighting and you kind of see he's a boxer yeah. So obviously life, life's tough. Uh, he's working as a mechanic. He gets fired. Gets laid off as from being a mechanic. Comes home. Well, he takes it pretty well, actually. He's a pretty calm guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even the, whole, the whole movie, he's pretty even keel. He never really raises his voice or or uh, gets too angry. Kind of like when he does stuff, he s- still stays calm, even when he's like beating the crap out of guys. But yeah. takes it very well. Gets home. Finds out, you know, sees his wife in, in her in her car, and he's like, well, something's up. Walks over, pulls her phone out of her hand. She's cheating on him as well, right? So he just got it laid off. Finds out his wife's cheating on him. Uh, he smashes up her car in, like, this great scene <laughs> where he just starts punching the window. <laughs> For all my wrestling fans out there, he went Goldberg on the window. Uh, my wrestling fans will know what that means. And uh, punches the window, rips off the hood. So... They already show you right from the, that this guy is strong. Like this guy yeah. is a strong mother, <laughs> uh, being able to like punch through a window. Really, it doesn't do anything to his hand. I mean, he starts bleeding, but he really doesn't feel it. Rips off a hood of a car, throws it, 
but he just dismantles the car entirely. Yeah, he just wrecks it. It's it's pretty hilarious. Like it is. Again, again, but he does a calm. Like he just yeah. does it as calm. Very just calm. Like it's 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 very like intimidating. Like you're like, wow, mm-hmm. this, you would not want to mess with this guy, right? So yeah. goes in. Uh, again, very cobbly, right? Most movies we've seen, most men would react in a very over-the-top way, yelling at their wife or finding out their wife cheated on. He just very calmly sits down and he goes, why did you do it? She goes, well, you know, we haven't really been talking in the last few months, I feel like. Uh, marriage is kind of breaking down. And he goes, okay. He goes, you know what? I'm going to take that job for my buddy Gil. Uh, who you you find out is kind of like a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to run drugs for him. And she's like, well, don't do that. That's very dangerous. And he's like, no, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get us money. We're going to work on our marriage. And we're going to work on that, having that kid. Um, because uh, apparently they had like a miscarriage the first time. Um, yeah. So so obviously they've, they've had a tough marriage, tough time. He's working not great jobs. So it fast forwards. It literally just fast forwards 18 months. They show he's living in this really nice house now. He's driving a Dodge Charger, uh, much nicer than the car he was originally driving. Yeah, uh, I think the I think the original car. They even make the point to show that he pulls out like a cassette tape that he's listening to, mm-hmm. and, like and like throws it. That's just to show how crappy of a car he has. Yeah, in 2017. Uh, so now he's driving a Dodge Charger. They have a very nice house, and she's pregnant. So things have been going really well for them in the last 18 months. Drug money's good money, I guess. It is, it is, it is. Uh, and, and they show him do the drug running. They show him do one. And again, yeah. he's just he's just super stoic and very calm. And he just kind of head nods to the guy behind the bulletproof glass and says, you know, here's your drugs. There's my buddy. All right. And goes on. Uh, so Gil calls him over. And he wants to make this partnership with a another drug dealer. Uh, he's obviously Latino. Or, you know, they're either from like South America or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, you know, they, Gil wants Vince Vaughn to go with them. They're going to get these drugs. They're going to pick them up, sell. And he wants Vince Vaughn to kind of take control, be in the lead, right? So Vince Vaughn already doesn't want to do it because he thinks the one guy is, is doing drugs. And he's like, I don't work with the guy who's doing drugs, right? Yeah. So his friend, yeah, he's using right now, and I, I, they they allude to that he used to be, I think, like an alcoholic. So an he alcoholic, says that, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yep. he says he can kind of like, even though he's never really done drugs, he can tell the same signs that this guy's doing something. Right. So his friend Gill's like, listen, they, you know, they have an argument back and forth. The other guy gets mad at him and wants to fight him and whatever. It's also a bad start, but his friend Gill convinces him, and they go, and they they do this thing, right? Uh he so it's at night they're going to this boat on this dock which is his friend's boat and he's going to drive it out these guys are going to retrieve the drugs before he does it he makes them throw their guns away like he grabs the one guy's gun who he was going to be fighting with before that he thought was using and throws his gun and this guy just wants to kill him he like wants to punch Vince Vaughn in the face like so bad uh, so they go out one guy scuba dives into the water they get the drugs blah 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 right everything's going fine yeah Vince Vaughn notices something weird as they're coming back off the dock. And he goes, drop the drugs in the water, guys. We'll come back and get these later. And they're like, no, we're grabbing them now. And that's it, right? And the big guy he was fighting with pulls out another gun and says, you know, you're not grabbing this for me. If you try to grab it for me, I'm going to kill you. 
right? So they don't listen to him. They go on with the drugs, whereas Vince Vaughn, he could tell something was not right, right? And here come the cops pretty much instantly. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where the movie... So Melissa watched this movie with me, and this was an odd choice of his, and she didn't quite understand it. I don't know if I 100% understand it. Maybe you can give your uh, thoughts behind it, but it obviously moves the forward, moves the movie forward for the rest of the, the, the time. But they get into this gunfight, these other two um, Latino guys that he that he, he came with. They're getting into a gunfight, firing back and forth. Now he starts backing away and going towards back towards like the boat, the end of the dock. Yeah. Right? It's dark, it's nighttime. Cops don't even see him. Smart choice, right? He could probably just go high in the boat. Even like, even if the cops come and check the dock, he can just, he can just pretend like he was sleeping in his boat. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? I was scared. I heard gunfire, right? Yeah. He can totally, he can totally get away with it. He stops, turns around, and starts coming back towards the fight. And you're like, okay, so he's going to help fight with these guys. I don't know why. And this is where Melissa started flipping out. It was like, what is he doing? He's got a kid at home or a, his wife's going to have a kid. And I think it's doing like 98 days, which is like nothing. No, he shoots the one Latino guy, the guy that scuba dived before. He like just kills that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> They're like, okay, interesting. Cops are still fighting, and they still didn't really see him. He can still get away. He jumps into the water, swims around, climbs up the dock, and eventually shoots the other guy and then downs him by punching him in the face, knocks him out, doesn't kill him. Now the cops see him, and he gets arrested. So, so you're, what wondering, was, you're what, wondering why yeah. he, he went he went back? Yes, yes. Like they, they kind it, of because I guess this conscious and the fact that they're shooting cops and that he's like, you know, they're innocent people. And I think he just went back because he was like he's he's not about that kind of you know, killing cops kind of persona. So I think that's why I went back. He probably wasn't I don't know. At that point I think he was probably expecting to get caught, but uh and it kind of plays into something later on too, but I I uh, I think that's the main reason why he went back though. Right. So the cops intimidate uh, interrogating him, mm-hmm. and he kind of says to him like, you know, I, I talk to criminals sometimes that I feel like they could be on this side with me, and I feel like you're one of them. Like you saved cops' lives. No cop died in a gunfight. Mm-hmm. You literally saved them all. Why did you do that? He really doesn't say or give an answer, but. They're kind of alluding to what you said, which is he's a good guy. He's doing this drug right yeah. to earn money. Probably didn't expect to do it this long, but yeah. obviously you're making the money and you kind of keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Yeah. He, he didn't like those guys anyway. He didn't trust them the whole time. So he ended up saving the cops, but it's cost him, right? So he thinks he's going to be in jail about three to five years. That's even what the cop tells him to, I think. I think the yeah, cop he says, pretty like, much, oh. yeah, he pretty much is like in his mind. He knows how much time he's going to do. He like right. like that's what I'm thinking. Like when he went back, he was kind of like, "This is I'm like I'm caught. This is it. Worst case scenario, I know how much time I'm going to do stuff like that." So, right. So the cops like, "Hey, first you're a first time offender. You've never been to prison before or anything. So eh, th- you'll probably get like three to five, most likely five. Apparently, drug dealers. It's very common for them to serve the entire sentence. They don't usually get out early like other criminals can get. At least that's what the cops tell tells them. Yeah. Uh, and then most of course, is like, well, he just saves. Like, he, the guy just said he saved a bunch of cops' lives. Why don't they give him, give him a bone, you know? But they don't. Still a drug dealer, so. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes to, his, goes to his hearing, and the guy gives him seven years. So that plan already backfired. Yeah. That sucks. 
Uh, he now won't see his, I think it's going to be his daughter. Uh, he won't see his daughter now until she's at least seven. Yeah. Because uh, he tells his wife, I don't, don't bring her to visit me. I don't want her seeing him in here. I'll see her when she's you know, seven. And uh, we'll explain some story where I was, and whatever. So already going bad, right? Uh, but he's in like club med of prisons, right? Like this for prisons, this looks like it's like one of the best prisons you could be in, right? They they can walk around freely. Uh, the, the cells are clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guards, the guard, one guard, like can tell he's big, and he's like, "Did you ever box?" And he's like, eh, "I might have, you know, I kind of did." And he's like, "Join our boxing club. We we have a boxing club." So he's in this prison that you know. Nobody, you never want to be in prison, but eh, for seven years, maybe this one won't be so bad for him, right? Yeah, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of what he's thinking. Yeah, his shoes are a little uh, tight, though. Yeah, that's right, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, they gave him shoes two sides, two sizes too tight. <laughs> but uh, his caseworker is all about helping him and 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 and, and all this. And to be honest, though, this movie makes me never want to go to prison. I mean, nobody, I never want to go to prison ever, but this movie really, they do a really great job of not making you want to go to prison. Like, he's just sitting in his cell and they do like those scenes where he's just like in his cell, even in the good prison. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, he never wanted to go to jail. <laughs> it looks pretty <laughs> terrible. So his caseworker is like, eh, you know, uh, we were going to go over your file, but I just got a call from your, your um, wife's doctor. That there's something wrong with the baby. He's coming to the prison. He wants to talk to you, uh, and she's all concerned. And this is the kind of prison he's in, right? They they seem like they really kind of care about the prisoners a little bit to an extent. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the the glass where they talk through the phone, and there is the actor uh, Udo Kier. I think is how you say his name. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, is, that the, is, is he the guy? No, that no, shows no. Every movie? The, the oh. guy, there's another guy oh, later okay. on. Yeah. But yeah, this he's guy's the guy cool too. He's in everything. This dude. He's in the he's in the uh, Puppet Master movie. That's why I thought you were talking okay? about. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's he's, so, he's a weird looking dude. He is, and he so he's the Placid Band is his name in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he actually works for the Latino drug dealer guy that was uh, trying to make a deal with his friend, and he says, uh, "You know you." backed out in the deal and betrayed us and ruined the deal. We now have your wife, right? So they show his wife get like a uh, tranquilizer and kidnapped from the house prior. Yeah. It's a pretty intense scene too. It is. It is. She's trying to fire a gun. She can't hit anybody. And then they hit her with a couple of pranks. Um, yeah, like they, two or three. They take her out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's like, you know, we have your wife shows a picture and he sets up that we need you to go to this, Works prison, which I believe is called Redleaf Prison, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Um, it's like it is like first of all, it's there's no prison in real life that actually exists like this. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know of anyway, right? I'm pretty sure, unless it's like top <laughs> secret, because it's literally like it looks like a medieval, like it looks like it's been around since like 1600s. It's it's like dungeons and anyway, it's like the worst prison like you could be in, right? It's maximum security, right? He's in minimum security right now. This is a maximum security prison. He goes. You need to get there. Don't care how you get there, but you need to get there and you need to kill this guy that's there. So he does some things, gets into this maximum prison. One of my favorite guys, Don Johnson, shows up. That's as who I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. That's who I thought originally. And then I saw mm-hmm. the puppet master. This other guy was in that. I thought maybe you met him, but okay. Yeah, that's what Miami I thought. Miami Vice, man. 
I know. Don Johnson's awesome. He was awesome in Knives Out. Like, I, I like Don Johnson. So, yeah. Uh, he was great in this. Kind of like a, I don't even know if he's a bad guy per se. I, 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 I yeah. I mean, kind of is. Obviously, this prison is really bad. And he yeah, treats prisoners like, yeah, they treat him like crap. I mean, obviously, they're the worst of the worst criminals. Um, but he's, he's, he, he takes joy and glee in torturing these prisoners, it seems like, right? So he's a pretty he's a pretty bad dude. Uh, and then a lot of awesome action and violence, <laughs> and the story really picks up at this point. So it's a this movie's another slow burn. Yeah, you like these slow burn movies, but it takes a while for for it to really get where it needs to get to. Yeah, but when it when it gets there, uh, it's awesome. I will have to say, I think I saw more head crushing than a man should ever see in a movie. <laughs> yeah, this this movie goes all out with it, and uh, yeah, that, especially multiple, from that scene yeah. on. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, Vince Vaughn's like, hey, Ed, Ed Norton in uh, American History X, hold my beer with yeah, the head crushing, right? So it's, yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh it's, it's it's intense but the action's awesome he's he he you know they put him as this great fighter i mean the way he's fighting in this movie he probably should have been heavyweight world champion i think would have i think he would have <laughs> just destroyed rocky this guy's some boxer oh my yeah, god i was reading vince vaughn actually trained uh as as a boxer for a little bit for this movie like he was for i don't know for a couple months i believe and he, he put on some muscle too for it um which you can tell because he, he does look like yeah. he's in really good shape in this movie so i mean he's no like you know, Stallone or anything like that, but for Vince Vaughn, you know, he's he's in really good shape. I mean, it's like you said, he's very intimidated looking in this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was he, he he's a big dude, and he, I could tell, I could tell with the boxing because he looked he looked good, like it looked realistic his fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it didn't look like you know, like Jason Statham in the Transformer movies or anything, where you can clearly tell it's like crazy Mark Lawrence choreographed and everything. Like, it looked yeah. raw, like real fighting. Um, so yeah. that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I don't want to spoil it too much after that, because that's where the yeah, movie really takes off. Yeah, that's when the movie, yeah. like, really elevates, and yeah. yeah, you don't want to spoil anything. It takes a while to get there, but once it gets there, it's, it's, I just will tell you, if you're squeamish about getting heads getting crushed, <laughs> just prepare yourself for this movie. <laughs> That's obviously his like go-to move. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was. Uh, I really liked it. I would probably give it like. If I gave Mandy, I think I gave Mandy like a seven out of ten. I'd probably give Raw and Cellback ninety nine like a six point five out of ten. I don't wow. think it was quite. Yeah, I don't think it was quite Mandy. Okay, Mandy was so so crazy and so different um but i'd give it 6.5 and it's not bad it's just i kind of now mandy i placed myself as like the bar so now i kind of everything's based off that (laughs) now um but dark you know vince Vaughn did a great job in the role Uh, i like this character you actually like feel bad for him um and 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 he's kind of likable despite all the things he kind of does and um great I thought like cinematography was pretty cool in the movie. Like I said, they did a great job in really showing how horrible these these prisons were, especially the second one. Like they really do a great job in showing how horrible it was. Um, very, it's very grindhousey. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a cool flick, man. It's uh, like you said, it gets very very violent towards the end. But uh, Vince Vaughn is great in this. Is I, I it's my favorite movie with him in it, definitely. 
Yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite just because it's so different. And I love like Wedding Crashers and Dodgeball, and uh, it's hard to compare, but um, definitely surprising. Definitely surprised me when you gave it to me. <laughs> it was a Vince Vaughn, and uh, I could I could tell it was a prison movie just by the name. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, oh God. But uh, I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Melissa wasn't a huge fan of it, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I liked it a lot. Uh, so I definitely recommend it. Uh, I'm going to check out Bone Tomahawk. Just because I kind of like this one, and, and you you said it's really good, so I'll check that out. And now we get to what I'm excited to hear from you because I've been waiting forever for you to watch this movie. Uh, what do you what do you what do you got for Spectre for me? What was your thoughts? Did did you watch it alone or? No, uh, Lena watched it with me, and she okay. actually, she actually liked it a lot, and uh, she wants to see the next one. So I have to wait uh, with her to watch it. So um, we're excited to see it. I didn't see it. I was going to watch it before this review, but just didn't get around to it, unfortunately. And I, I didn't want the cloud too much of my judgment from this movie because I didn't want to confuse them because I know these connect a lot. So uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, so I guess I'll give you a little history of the movie first. Um, and my sure. my uh, my experience with the series because James Bond's been around forever. Uh, you know, I've I've always loved James Bond films. Uh, Daniel Craig is actually now my new favorite Bond. It used to be Sean wow. Connery. I know. Wow, that's super controversial. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll argue with anyone about it. But uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I really like Craig in this role. I think he he's definitely the best Bond. My my three favorite Bond movies would be Casino Royale, Casino Royale being number one, Goldfinger, yeah. and then Goldeneye. They're my f- top three favorites of all all Bond movies, um, which may be controversial as well. But you got they're my <laughs> they're my three favorite Bonds too. You got Craig, Connery, and Bros, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Um, they're my th- top three favorites too. So it's funny my order in movies also as far as my Bonds. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, as you brought up in our fourth episode. This is the fourth Bond movie with Daniel Craig in the series. It came out in 2015, directed by Sam Mendes, mm-hmm. uh, who did Road to Perdition, which was one of your favorite movies. Oh, love that movie! And that's where I that's where I found Daniel Craig. Like I didn't know obviously he was doing like English acting at that time, but that's mm-hmm. for one of his as far as I know one of his first American roles. And he's not in it very long, but I was like, man, that guy's awesome. I really like yeah. that guy. The first movie I've ever seen him in was Layered Cake, actually. Love Layered Cake. Great movie. Yeah, yeah first movie I've seen him in. Uh, American Beauty, he also did uh, Jarhead and Skyfall, which is not, I wouldn't say the worst Bond movie, but not one of my favorites. Uh, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not going to bash Skyfall. I, I think it's an all right movie. Not my well, favorite out of the Craig movies, though. Well, that, that, I mean, your feelings of Skyfall is kind of what kept you from jumping into this one, honestly. A little bit, yeah. I, I can yeah. say that, yeah. It was I was very underwhelmed with Skyfall. I saw it in the theaters. I was really excited to go see it. Made my expectations were too high. I brought Lena. It was her first Bond movie she's ever seen, and I was like, Oh, oh my man. god! It was for me. For me, it was kind of like I wish I t- I wish I had her watch Casino Royale before because I really love that one. Yes. Or any any yes. of the other ones, to be honest. Um, I was like, man, I was like, I was very underwhelmed. And she kind of felt the same way. She's like, I liked it, but I could tell deep down she didn't really care for it too much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got uh, in this one, you got, of course, Daniel Craig back, uh, Christopher Waltz, who's awesome. 
the the Bond girl is Leah Skyducks. Skyducks. I'm <laughs> gonna. Do. I'm good at these the games. How you say it? Say do. Say do. Oh jeez. It's okay. French, man. Come on. Say do. Okay. And yeah, Batista, yeah, yeah, of course. Batista. Yes, he was awesome. He was yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you got all those people in this. Um, don't, forget, don't forget Ralph Fiennes. Oh yeah, there'd be there's a bunch of other people in this too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andrew Scott, who was Moriarty in the um, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Sherlock Holmes movies. He was, you know, he was like his his villain. Yeah. Uh, Monica Bellucci, who's one of my favorites, uh, and then Ben Whishaw too. He's he's yeah. he's cute. Yeah, there's yeah there's 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 pretty loaded cast in this. So you you got some some good people. Oh, don't forget Rory Kinnear from uh your one of your favorite movies. Um, was it Men or whatever? Did you oh hate that God. movie? <laughs> that guy also, did it too. Also, the first not not to ruin the movie already, but the first lady he interacts with in the movie, um, she's in that awesome awful Matrix sec the second Matrix movie. Yeah, that that's I hate. Monica Bellucci. That's oh, Monica her, Bellucci, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, not a fan of her. So yeah. uh, <laughs> she's in this. So okay, so that's my little intro there. So um. A little bit about the movie. This is a movie that's really hard for me to review without spoiling stuff. So mm. I, I'm i not going to go into it probably as great in detail as you did with yours. But um, so pretty much the plot is M sends a message to Bond uh, to take out someone that is exposing uh, a conspiracy against uh, MI6. So he's pretty much has to assassinate this guy. Um there's this new agency trying to take over, trying to get rid of the double O's, which are like the secret agents like James Bond. And they want to replace them with surveillance and tech. So, I mean, that's pretty much the story. Um, I really don't want to go into it too much because literally every little twist and turn in this pretty much um, will spoil the movie. There's a lot of cool action scenes in this movie, of course, because it's a James Bond movie. Um, the first opening shot oh. in this movie. Yeah, where they're it's the Day of the Dead. So that's an awesome background. So they're in Mexico, the Day of the Dead Festival, and they do a single take shot. I love these. Anytime these are in a movie, it like it makes me go crazy. I love these things. So it's like a <laughs> it's a single take where he's like he's walking through the crowd, he's going through all these buildings, all this stuff's happening, and they do it in a flawless take. Um, obviously, they probably did it a couple times, but it's shot all fluidly. Like there's no like cuts. So um, I love these takes, and they do it in this in the beginning, and it's so cool. Um, that was awesome. And then immediately, James Bond is, like, blowing up stuff in Mexico. He's just blowing <laughs> up buildings. There's, like, people all over the place. I'm like, probably thousands of people died during this whole situation. <laughs> he's, like, attacking guys. There's this epic helicopter fight. He's like, and he's in the helicopter over a crowd of these people in, in the middle of this festival. There's like, there has to be like thousands of people there. And he's fighting this guy in this plane. The plane's spinning around. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to kill these people. So it's, you know, typical Bond stuff where he's like, you know, licensed to kill. He doesn't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. <though>. No. <laughs> so lots of action um yeah i like the helicopter scene there's like a ton of car chases i'll get into that later um but yeah so um when i rate my bond movies i'm gonna go right into my ratings um there's five big things that i uh i have to my criteria for bond movies my five bonds uh so 
The first one is the song. So the song in this one is by Sam Smith, which mm. I know nothing about Sam Smith. Uh, mm. The song is called um, Writing on the Wall. I think it's a good song. I like it. Uh, I don't like you songs. liked it? Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think it's okay. Um, I think I like it better than the uh, Skyfall song. Oh, get out of here. I hate that Skyfall song. This podcast is over. (laughs) We're done recording. (laughs) I hate that Skyfall song. Love that song. Um, But I know nothing about the Sam Smith. Um, I I guess I'm uh, I'm old, I guess. I don't know. I don't know who he is. You you are. I looked him up. I looked him up. I was like, I don't know. I don't know any songs. I don't know. Maybe you can sing me a song. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. But um... nope. <laughs> <laughs> Who's old now? <laughs> okay. So the song we did the song. Okay. The song. The song. Middle of the road. Okay. Not that bad. Um, so then we got the cars and gadgets. That's another category here. So we got the Aston Martin DB10. Uh, which was equipped with guns, ejector seats, and a flamethrower. So this thing was pretty <laughs> cool in the movie. Um, there's a scene, um, where are they, in Rome? Uh, he's driving around, and um, he's in a car chase, and he's, he pretty much steals this, this car from Q, and, which he does in all the Bond movies. He's always taking the <laughs> car out, and he's doing all this crazy stuff with it. So um, the Bond car is awesome. Uh, not too many gadgets in this one, which... Um, Daniel Craig's bonds usually aren't gadget heavy, which is fine. Um, he has a bomb watch. I think that's the only gadget he has in it that's not part of the car. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, I think that watch. is. Yeah, that's it. Uh, okay, so that's the cars and gadgets. Then you got you got the Bond girl, of course. Um, her name's Madeline. In this one, uh, she's not really a damsel in distress, which I like. I don't really like the damsel in distress. Uh, bond girls that much so uh she fights she even fights with batista in this uh she knows how to use a gun so she's pretty cool she's pretty badass i like her in this um i know she's in the second one so i don't know how she is in that one um so and then you've got the villain so you always have if there's bond there's always got to be a really good villain to go up against bond uh blowfield um i love the actor that plays him uh this to me is probably the weakest part of this movie i like this movie Hmm. a lot i'll give you my official rating at the end but this is where i didn't like the movie that much i really it's kind of why i wanted to see the next one really don't think they did much with this guy and i love the actor um i know blowfield uh they don't really he's supposed to be kind of like in the shadows and stuff but i really wish they did more with him and another thing i don't want to try to spoil anything um they uh they only give you a little bit of his background and uh i just wish they did more with him i really wish they Mm -hmm. did more with this villain and i I felt like i this was a big thing with skyfall that i did not like at least with this character he was in the movie the villain in skyfall is like barely even in the movie um (laughs) that's another podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah um that's what we do our bonds podcast but you know who was a cool villain? But he's kind of a hence, henchman. Uh, his name's Hinks. H-I-N-X. I'm yeah. great at these names. So that's Batista's <laughs> character, pretty much. Uh, he's awesome in this. Batista's like the, the best villain in this. Um, yes. He's got two car chases in this, and they're crazy. Like, the f- first one is just a regular car chase where he's, like, he's fighting Bond. He's, Bond's got all these, like, 
they're run through Rome. He's jumping over stuff. It's a cool, it's a cool chase. You get to see all the gadgets in the car. And then the second car chase that Batista is in, uh, he's, he's, he's running away from bond and bonds like chasing him down in a plane. Pretty much is playing the wings yeah. are flying off the plane. He's like, it's it's a cool scene. Uh, I forget where that's taken. This movie jumps all over the place as as much as I am jumping all around this review. Uh, <laughs> it, it jumps it jumps all over. You're going all over the world in this movie. So um, yeah, so that was a pretty cool chase scene. Um, Batista's got a lot of all the fight scenes, all the action scenes, pretty much have Batista in it. So when you see him on screen, you know some cool stuffs happening. Um, and the last thing um, that I rate my Bond movies on is Bond himself. Daniel Craig is awesome in this. He's smooth. He's badass. Um, he's he's kill. He kills this role 100. Uh, percent Everything about him in this. This is like, I feel like this is like peak Bond for him. And the other ones, he's kind of like turning in the Bond. In this one, he is like he's that he's that one you see in like you know. Sean Connery, where he's all suave, he's all cool. Um, you know, this this is it. He's he's very debonair. Um, he's awesome in this. So uh, Dale Craig is great. Uh, the way I would rate this movie, uh, I'd give it a seven out of ten. I actually really like this movie a lot. I think it's my second favorite Bond movie with Daniel Craig in the role. Uh, I <laughs> haven't seen the last one, so I might change my mind. But I do like this more than. Um, the other ones he did other than the Casino Royale. And uh, yeah, I thought it was great. The only thing is I wish the villain was a little bit cooler. I wish they did more with him. They might in the second movie. He might not even be in it. I don't know. Uh, or the fifth movie, I should say. So, Yeah, no, I, it's, um, I, I probably agree with you. Uh, I have to watch the last one again, but I, I really, really, really liked it coming out of the theater. Um, we'll get into that. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely don't want to say, I don't want to say too much about that, but this might be the second best one, yeah. Casino Royale is is not only the best Craig one, but yeah, just like you said, uh, top definitely top five. I would say in pretty much most people's lists uh, as just total Bond movies. It was it was awesome. Um, and I remember a lot of people giving so much slack when it was coming out. That they, that's who they cast. He's not even, he's not a good he's not even a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Bond always has dark hair. He's blonde. Like people were just ripping it apart. I remember I had low expectations. I saw in the theater um, and MGM was like going bankrupt. Like if it wasn't for Casino Royale, there would be no MGM anymore. Like they were going bankrupt. The last Pierce Brosnan movies did not do well. Uh, I didn't like them. <laughs> I didn't like them at all. Especially that the last was, one. The last Pierce Brosnan one is for me, the worst James Bond movie ever. It's, 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 it's God awful. Even the ones even the fourth was it five. He made whatever it was the one before that, the, um, I wasn't even that really big a fan of. The world, I like Goldeneye. The world is not enough was the uh, one before that, and it was uh, yeah, it was forgettable. It wasn't bad, but yeah, but... like I like Goldeneye a lot. Mm-hmm. The rest of the rest of his ones are, I always thought were kind of weak. Um, so we're going into this. My brother was like, "Hey, you want to go watch James Bond?" And I was like, "Yeah, all right." I mean, I like this guy, Daniel Craig. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, but he was pretty cool in Road to Perdition. I don't even know if I saw Layer Cake yet, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I was like, all right, sure. But I heard all the slack of people saying, you know, he's not a Bond. He's not a Bond. He's not good looking. He's not dark hair, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm like, so, yeah, I kind of like got into that, too. I'm like, all right. I came out of theater, and I don't, I don't think there's ever been a movie 
in my history where I wanted to be the main character so bad. Like, <laughs> I, I came out of Casino Royale and I was like, oh my God, I want to be James Bond. He was so badass in that movie. I mean, that, he is so cool. Yeah. And rough around the edges. Like now you saw Bond for the, like really the first time, rough around the edges, not really knowing what he's doing, kind of figuring out as he's going along. He's not the, the suave guy. And that was the point. And, you know, I can go on and pick Casino Royale forever. It's like one of my favorite movies. But yeah, uh, you really knew that Daniel Craig was going to be a different Bond. And kind of like you said, without the gadgets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be a different take, you know, not the suave Bond per se, but rough around the edges. Yeah. Uh, uh, tough, uh, real gritty, and the one line they have in the first Casino Royale, which really set the tone, was he goes up and he orders a drink, and he doesn't even really know what he's ordering, but he ends up kind of ordering a uh, martini, like he likes to get. Uh, and the guy behind the bartender goes, "Shake it or stirred," and of course we all know what Bond says, right? Shake it, not stirred, you know, whatever. Not stirred. Um, uh, he and Dale Craig's Bond goes to him and goes, "Do I look like I give a damn?" <laughs> and it was like, I mean, I remember cracking up in the theater, and I was like, "Well, this is a different Bond. <laughs> this is not yeah. the Bond that we know." Um, yeah. and uh, and I agree with you that like Spectre's kind of like him being like finally, uh, finally being like because something happens in Skyfall, which I don't want to say mm-hmm. in case people haven't seen it. I don't want to spoil that one either. But something happens. Yeah at the end that really shifts him um, and puts him in a different mindset and uh, realizes he has to grow up um, and not be this, you know, kind of fire first questions later kind of guy, um, which but he still, he still kind of does that, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Spectre was great. And I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. It's cool. Cause these movies, I feel like are, are almost like a James Bond reboot. Like you're seeing him, which they they never really did this in any of the other ones. Like you're seeing him, Daniel Craig, starting out as Bond. Like you see his first kill in the first movie in Casino Royale. Like, and it goes like you're literally going through his whole cycle. And this last one, like I said, he's he's Bond now. Like he's like that 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 typical Bond character. You got all your all your Bond stuff in this movie. You got like the the henchman. You got the main villain. Um, they even point because uh, this was a villain that has been in some of the past Bond movies, but like I said, they're not they're not really connected. So um, no. he's got that cat. He's the guy they kind of make fun of in Awesome Powers a lot, where he's got the scar on his eye and he's got yeah. the cat. Um, so they they show the cat and he says he, the cat jumps on him. And he goes, "Oh, pussy!" Because the cat the uh, the cat from he always says that in like Pussy Galore and all these other yep. characters from the other. So they, they do a little <laughs> nods of some of these old movies, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool seeing him like turn into this Bond character, and uh, you get to see it over a couple movies. And uh, yeah, he does an awesome job. My my favorite Bond. Who's who's your favorite Bond? What's your what's your list? It's still Connery. It's still Connery. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's like it's like one A one B. Like yeah, it's tough. I love Craig, and I love from one through five what they did with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I really can't wait to talk to you when you finish it. But uh, I love what they did. It's just Connery was the first, mm-hmm. and he was just so great. Um, and nobody ever compared to him until Craig came along. Um, and uh, and they're very similar. You know, yeah. Connery. He Connery was suave, but he was also rough and tough in a lot of like into the fighting and stuff like that. 
And then they kind of went to like the pretty boy bonds for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Roger Moore was in the role for about 55 years. And uh, <laughs> I think a 75 year old guy is still like picking up women and fighting people and stuff. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, with Timothy Dalton and Timothy Dalton, they tried to actually be a little different. Um, he was he tried to be a little more action-y bond, but those movies unfortunately weren't really critically or um, financially too successful. I think after the so second the, Roger Moore movie, they he stopped using guns too. Because uh, he yeah, was like not, he was like against all that, so he liked doing the martial yeah, arts stuff. So yeah. it's like, all right, well, you know, I love Live and Let Die. It's my favorite one with him in it. But that's a good that, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Roger Moore doesn't have the the best track record in Bond movies, but he's got so many yeah. of them, like you said. So you could pick and choose which ones you like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we did get Bond in space with Roger Moore, so yeah, th- th- that was their, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was their way of trying to combat star wars because it came out like this the year the same year or the year after or whatever but whatever <laughs> um then they went back to the pretty boy bond with pierce brosnan um and uh then they you know they said that the the studio was pretty much dying the character was dead and this and then they came with casino Royale, which is actually in fleming's first book that's the first book that james bond shows up yeah in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an original Casino Royale, but that one had Woody Allen in the 60s. So that was, it was like a comedy. They made like a comedy bond. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's bad. But uh, yeah, so uh, this was cool to see Craig kind of return back to like the Connery character. But yeah, it's like a 1A, 1B. It's, it's, it's hard to say who I like. I like them both like pretty much equally. I love the yeah. two of them. No, that's that's a cop out answer. I don't like it. I know, I know, I know. When you pick Connery, okay, so I'll give you that. one fan. Our one bit. fan is 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 flipping their desk right now. Yeah, they're like, how could you not like Timothy Dalton? <laughs> I mean, he was all right, but he 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 wasn't quite the no up the no no Lesnby fans out there. Oh yeah, right, George Last. You know that Bond's actually pretty good. He's uh, he was he was a terrible actor. He's a terrible actor, but it's yeah. actually got a very good story. Um, you know, Bond gets married, and his wife gets killed like right in the beginning. And um, you know, it's the first time you ever saw Bond get married and all that. Blah blah blah. Uh, he actually settled down with somebody, but uh, it's actually pretty good. He's not a great actor, but it's actually not a bad one. Uh, on her Majesty and her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good actually. Pretty good. And he was always bad. They never called him back, but he was like a terrible actor. So yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't that great. The movie itself is pretty good, though. Honestly, it's been a while, long while since I've seen it, but uh, I, I've never been a fan of that one. I think that's could be mistaken. It's been a long time since I saw it. I think that's when you first see Blofeld. Actually, is that movie? I, think I could be is. wrong. I think, about I, that. think you're, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's the first Blofeld movie. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, so you didn't go into Spectre. Spectre is like the group that's always been hunting Bond. You know, yeah. even dating back to the original to the originals. Mm-hmm. And Blofeld was always the leader of Spectre. They're the uh, masterminds so why... behind it. Really. Yeah, right. That's why it's called Spectre. They're like the bad guys. Like there's the bad guys, and then they're like the bigger bad guys that like rule over the other bad guys. <laughs> yeah. um, and they've always been that. So I thought that was cool that they brought that back too. Um, yeah. And they try to like kind of hide who Christopher Waltz is, but it's like, you know who it is. 
If you go on IMDb, <laughs> if you go on IMDb, it it tells you his name. So it's 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 not really like a huge secret or anything. Dan didn't really spoil much there or anything, but no, they try to like keep it like a twist, but it's it wasn't really. Um, but yeah, glad you enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Awesome movie. Definitely excited for you to watch the next one, and maybe we'll do an entire. We kind of mentioned a lot of Bond here, but maybe we'll do like a whole Bond episode one time. Yeah, I'd like to. I like to do that. Rate some of my Bond movies. Do do my Bond. Yeah. Later. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that, definitely. Uh, one thing I was a little upset about, because and, and you could correct me, uh, I don't think Jeffrey Wright wasn't in this one anymore, right? Like uh, Felix, he played Felix Leiter, no. not his CIA buddy. Yeah, he nope. doesn't show up in this one anymore, right? Yeah, they bring it's up. They, I, I really liked him. Some American thing in it. And I thought they were going to bring him into it, and they didn't. He's not in it. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame because I, 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 I like Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright. I'm a big he Jeffrey Wright fan, and. Uh, he might have been filming uh, Batman at the time because he's in that. Yeah, or even Westworld. Yeah, that's true. Too. He's heavily in Westworld. Yeah, that's probably it's probably more likely it was Westworld, which he shouldn't have wasted his time. Oh God! <laughs> okay, that we 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 we've we've reached a pretty far mark in this podcast. I could reach even farther talking about how uh, terrible <laughs> that show went. Couldn't even believe it was still on. To be honest, I thought it was canceled uh-huh. like years ago, and their final season just like happened. I was like, "What? It's still on?" But anyway, yeah. So that's the two movies. Uh, I know we have something that I'm very, very, very excited for coming up, maybe potentially next. Should we say it or should we keep it a secret? Let's keep it a secret. I'm, I'm Let's scared. Let's keep it a secret. I'm, I'm really scared of this one. <laughs> you should be. And I'm like <laughs> so happy and so excited for this. It's going to be a glorious, it's going to be a glorious day. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to turn Dan up to something that he's never fit into before. I know it. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's my mission. I'm going to, before I go to the grave, it's, it's to, it's to make sure I turn Dan onto this medium. I'll call it, I guess. Medium. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this form of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Any, uh, any last thoughts you have? No, just for, uh, for our listeners. Uh, no, just awesome, awesome movies, good times. Uh, can't wait for next week. So we talk about our next topic. I'm really looking forward to it. So, not really, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. And I just want to preface this. I just want to preface this that uh, you requested it. I didn't even really yeah. come to you about this. This was a request. So I, I like to torture myself, so you know. <laughs> Some of these movies you watch, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, thanks for listening again, everybody. Uh, and uh, actually, I did want to mention. So, from the Monster Mania uh, episode, I had a poll up that was: Do you would you like to go to Monster Mania now? If you uh, have never been after listening to our review. And I had absolute freaking lootly. Hell no, right? Because it's horror. Hell, you know, I'm, I'm clever like that. <laughs> and uh, I think that was only two. I don't think I had a third option. Now I don't remember. But the absolute freaking lootly won, of course. So we did a good job in reviewing and, got, and turning everybody on to wanting to watch yeah. this. Now everyone's gonna go. Now we now we won't even be able to get in. The tickets are gonna be sold out. Look what you did. I know. I know. I know. I did. Yeah. I know. We should we should get royalties though for all the tickets they sell. 
Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll, have to, I'll have to organize that. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk to my Spotify uh, podcaster guys. They'll, they'll hook yeah, talk, to, talk to Mr. Spotify. He can talk to Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mania, Mr. Monster Mania. <laughs> Mr. Monster they can, they can, Mr. Monster Mania. They can set it up for us. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And like always, you can find us on Spotify, which is kind of like our main Sorts of the podcast. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts. You can listen Google, to us on uh, used to be called Anchor.fm. I think they have a different website. I think it's so they've updated. I think it's now Spotify for podcasters. Yeah, I think that's it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you can watch us on there or listen to us on there. Uh, and if you are ever listening to Spotify on your phone, unfortunately, specifically the phone. So if you're listening to a computer, it doesn't show up for whatever reason. They need to fix this. Hmm. If you're listening to me, Mister Spotify. But when you're on your phone. There's a poll, and we always throw up a Q&A, uh, and we love to hear people's responses. Uh, so on Monster Mania, we got a couple of responses of, I put up, what guests would you love to see there? And we got a Jamie Lee Curtis, which would be great, right? The screen queen. That would be amazing if Jamie Lee Curtis showed up. Um, maybe she has in the past. I don't know. You I would know better than me. I think she has. I could be wrong, though. That would be great, but she's too big now. She's an Oscar winner, so she might be too big now. But... Uh, and then the, uh, we got a second one, which was Tim Curry, which would be also great. But I know he has a lot of health problems, so he I has, don't know. He has been to Monster Mania. He, he has. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, okay. And so Nicolas he has Cage. Been there. You forgot. Someone, someone on there said Nicolas Cage as well. Did they actually say Nicolas Cage? Okay. No, that was, that was me. I was just wish. <laughs> the and there's the quota. Yeah. And there's the quota. Yeah. We, we all, we all, yeah. If he would be at Monster Man, it'd be awesome. You wouldn't be able to get in. You wouldn't be able to get like ten feet. It's a hundred yards anywhere near the place. So it'd be like no, no, no. You wouldn't. You, tickets would definitely sell out then. Yeah, all the all the cage heads out there would be going crazy. So now the question is, would you would you wait online for pretty much wasting the entire day because that's what would happen to, to meet question. him? Would you would you, would you do that? What kind of question is that? I'd be, I'd be waiting there. I'd be waiting there like two days in advance. I'd be sitting there and they'd be like, what is this guy doing there with his crazy Nicolas Cage dragon shirt on? Uh, oh my God, you'd have to wear the dragon shirt. <laughs> of course, yes. We have to, we have to mention that at, at some point. No, that's our, our Comic-Con. Must my Comic-Con shirt. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, how you, uh, a certain person you met was really enthralled with your... <laughs> yeah. Pages head on a uh, your lime no sorry your mint green pages head on a dragon's body shirt. <laughs> yes, I'll put it yeah, on sorry. Facebook. You guys can uh, admire it. Yeah, and, and uh, John Kreese from Karate Kid and Cobra Kai uh, was very uh, into it. He he really likes your shirt. He, so. he really liked that shirt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so you and your sister-in-law Stephanie would 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 be sitting there online waiting for Nicholas Cage, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, we'd be out there. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'd be going around talking to all the vendors, getting cool stuff. And hey, Dan, still waiting <laughs> online hours later. Would you move about 10, 10 feet? No, no, I'd, but, be the fir- I'd be the first one in line. I'd be right there. I'd buy one of those old VIP passes they have. I'd be skipping the right. line. It'd be <laughs> worth it. <laughs> well, we got our Nicholas Cage quote in. We almost ended it, didn't get Cage in, but we got it oh, in. It's in there. It was happening. I know. I, I actually thought it wasn't going to happen. I would have edited it in there. I would have like recorded myself saying it and then spliced it into the podcast. <laughs> we should just have a recording of you just like <laughs> Nicholas Cage and then just splice it in like random spots of the podcast. Yes. 
that should be our transition. Like when we're transitioning from a topic to another topic, instead of like little music, just have you go Nicholas Cage, and it's like a transition to another topic. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> or you could, you could just have Nick, we could just have Nicholas Cage going. Woo! Yeah, like a cage oh, rage. I'll cast to Troy. Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. be awesome. So that's it. We're done rambling and ranting. I don't know. We're going on all crazy kinds of crazy tangents right now. But yeah. uh, again, for the fifth time, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, pick it up. We do have a Facebook, Turnpike Brothers. So uh, make sure you just follow us on there. Also, Twitter uh, and uh, the Instagrams. Uh, and you can get alerted when we put the episodes up. And also, you can follow us on Spotify. That's a great follow way to them. get alerted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you want to know when we're when we're coming through? You gotta gotta put us on there. You gotta like us. You gotta do all that. Yep. You gotta yep. Yeah, yeah. You want to us or whatever you do on there? You gotta do all of it. <laughs> all of it. Yeah, you got you gotta you gotta know when to hear some Nicholas Cage talk. So mm-hmm. that's it. And uh, no spoilers for the next one, but I'm very excited for it again. Yeah. And uh, until the next episode, thanks for everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you later. See you.